First of all, you didn't pick 69 like we demanded. You Obviously, you 81. Not even close. And we cannot make a phallic nickname out of Piastri. No. So, therefore, he's dead to me. And we tried. Trust me. We, we tried. I was <laughs> trying to fucking think of one. Yep. There's, there's nothing. And if you think of one, please let us know. We're happy to use it, but we can't think of any. And if you're someone ever texts us penis astri, no, we thought of that. It's not that good. The criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed, not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. At yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked the question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name's Jacko. We're back. We're back. It's you too. Let's hope it's better than you on. I think it should be. We've done a little bit of work. Just a little bit. I haven't changed. You're the most stubborn man I know. You haven't changed. I'll never change. Our equipment hasn't changed. We do have a new show. We do. Bums on the bench. If you were overhearing us talk about other sports on a motorsport show, but you want to hear us talk about other sports, mainly footy and basketball, you can find us at Bums on the Bench. Where we just talk mad shit about sport. And we have a new friend on the show with us too. Our friend Josh has given us a, a hand with that, which is fantastic. However, today, we're what? Couple of weeks out from our so season. Yeah, so end of the end of February is testing, and then the next week is round one, which is going to be fantastic. Today we have a fair chunk of news to catch up on, mainly team principles because that's been the big news, and then we kind of wanted to go through all the liveries that have been revealed so far. So that's everyone but Alpine and Mercedes. However, jigs kind of up on Alpine. We've seen their car through photos. We don't know if it's legitimate or not, but it looks significantly different to what they had last year. So we're going to talk about that too. Also, we can assume that the Mercedes isn't going to be that different. They're, they're being stubborn and they've said they're going to have run the no side pods and it's probably going to be silver. Yes. So, so if we just look at last year's one and say it's the W14, like, yeah, no, it looks all right. Yeah, there'll be maybe... Let's hope it's as slow as the W13. Hopefully, maybe there'll be a little bit more carbon on it, but that's about it. However, let's start with the news. Andy, we saw, what, three team principal changes right after we decided we were done for the year. Literally, like, two days later. Like, literally, we finished recording, we put the final episode up two days later. Oh, Mattia Bonanno got the sack. Oh, Fred Vasseur's going there, which means... Alpha has, and you know, it just it kicked off like that within a twenty four hour period, and I, I think I messaged you. I was like, "Do we do we need to do another episode?" And you went, "Nah, nah, don't worry about it. There'll be more that happens." And then there wasn't. No, there wasn't. And the sport went quiet for a couple of months. So, if you do listen to any other F one media, you're probably got your head wrapped around this. However, if you only listen to us, uh, we'll tell you what happened. So, two days after we stopped recording, it comes out that Jos Capito and FX. I can't remember his last name, but I know it's French. Yep. So he's the te- he was the former technical director director of Williams. They've been stood down. Team principal and technical lead. And CEO. And CEO. Because Yoss was the CEO and team principal, remember? Right, yeah, he had the double roll. He did have the double roll. They stood down. And then maybe two hours later, the news everyone had been waiting on 
Mattia Bonotto has resigned from Ferrari. And yet again, I'm right about nothing except for Ferrari. I said he was going. You did. He's gone. And you know what was really funny? I messaged you after it came out and I said, I bet you it's Fred Vasseur. And you said, no way. And I said that Fred would be replaced by Andreas Seidel. And you said, not a chance. I said, absolutely not. Andreas Seidel and McLaren are a done deal. He's happy as. Nothing's breaking up that little family. One hour later. <laughs> literally an hour later, it comes out that Andreas Seidel is moving to Sauber Group. And that Fred Vasseur is moving to Ferrari. Yes. Like, literally an hour. It was kind of funny to rub it in your face. I mean, look, you were correct. You do have a unique ability to be able to just know things. You also are the F1 nerd on the show. Like, I watch the cars. You watch the entire sport. Yes. Ferrari making the choice to fire Mattia was the right thing to do. I mean, we saw Ferrari come out at the start of last year looking essentially unbeatable. Even you called. Yeah, I thought Charles would win it with the way he was driving. It was phenomenal, his first three or four races. The first three won. Yeah, first three. He won two of them. We're like, yeah, he's probably going to win it. And then Imola happened. And then after that, nothing seemed to work whatsoever. The car became horribly unreliable. The team management strategy and leadership was unreliable. Like, we laughed and joked about, you know, the finger point and the we'll all get along and all those sorts of things. But that being public and watching those events happen kind of showed that Mattia, while he might be a fantastic race engineer or designer or whatever his previous roles were in the team, because he'd been there forever. Michael Schumacher worked with him way back in the day. I heard he was a professional Harry Potter um, impersonator. impersonator. I tell you what, I bet he's kicking himself for not signing the deal with Hogwarts Legacy a couple of years ago. When I was know, off right. <laughs> to do the mocap. But it was the right call to make. I mean, when I said that last year, you came in and was like, but it's not fixing the core issue, which is a real strategy issue, which is correct. Rueda and the other man are still there doing the strategy. But now they got Fred Vasseur, who's French, overseeing uh, them. French people at Ferrari always do a good job because I was at Rocket Power Mohawk who did that breakdown and essentially said like the last time there was a French man in charge, they won everything. Yes. And he mentioned some things like global financial crises and all that. He had like yeah, a yeah, very yeah. crackpot theory. No, but it was a very it was very true because the last time we were headed for a recession was 2008 and they won the World Constructors Championship. The last time um, there was an energy crisis in 2007, they won the, the World Championship. You know what I mean? And, no, he's correct. And Russia invading Ukraine has caused an energy crisis. The housing market and everything's causing a semi-recession around the world. Yeah, global inflation, all the shit we're currently dealing with. Global inflation, that was the word I was looking for. However, I like Fred Vasseur. There's just one problem I have with him. Is it he's French? No. Oh, okay. He's never been successful at any team he's been at, realistically speaking. Correct. However... He was at Renault when it was Lotus and that shit the bed because Kimi ran it into the ground. Yeah, because he made so much money... Yeah, because he scored so many points. <laughs> like, who who signs Kimi Räikkönen and then gives him a monetary uh, incentive to score points? Yeah, it was like a hundred thousand dollars per point or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something ridiculous, and he he ends up walking over like twenty million or something. He did like, I mean, it is the most Kimi thing that he's ever done. You're right. He, in a traditional sense, hasn't been successful. However, since the last time Ferrari was successful, there's only been two traditionally successful. Team principles. Toto and, and Christian. Christian. I guess. 
Sauber has been under his leadership for years. Well, and he does have a good relationship with Charles because of Charles's Sauber affiliation back in 2018. And Sauber's not a bad race team. Yes, they have never really hit the top of the midfield, which is where they want to be and where all the other competitors want to be. Top of the midfield, picking up the podiums where you can and doing things like that. However, the team hasn't gone backwards. No. And under a lot of other team principles, even when there's a minor change in the organisation, they normally slip backwards by a little bit. They bring in new drivers that don't go well. Valtteri Bottas decided to go and work for him. Yes, yeah. last year's car wasn't the best, but only two cars were decent last year and none of them were decent for the whole year. This year, every car's a Red Bull. Yeah, by the look of it. So they're all going to be relatively decent. I think he's going to give Ferrari a stable, quiet, calm leadership that they've been missing for 10, 15 years. Okay, so when the strategy fails again this year and the engines go bang, bang, then who are you going to blame? Oh, I'll just switch up my thinking. I'll, I'll blame the strategist and the engine and the designer. Okay. So That's the people I've been blaming for the last 20, 12 months. Yes. Look, you are still correct with what the core issue is. However, with more stable, clearer leadership, thinking things through, not getting caught on camera, disciplining drivers, actually admitting to faults, we don't see a lot of Fred in many interviews. That's because he was at the arse end of the grid. Yes. Ted doesn't make it down there. No, it's a very long walk. It's an extra four meters. But he admits to when things are wrong. We've quoted him in interviews from last year and in a few of our articles where he goes, no, the problem with the car is this. It's not where we want it to be, but we're going to work on it. I don't think Mattia ever came out and said, yeah, no, it's not working. No, he, he was that confident they could win 10 races after France. Yep. It was never going to happen. So even though I don't see them storming the this year and all these things because some of the core organisational issues are still there, I think he's just going to be better overall for the team than Mattia ever was. That's fair. And as a Closet Ferrari fan, like every person in the world is, that's a good thing that should be celebrated. Now, I might be completely wrong. You will be. And if I am, I'm going to take the Mattia Bonotto line. I'm going to blame you. I'm going to discipline you in public. I'm going to blame someone else, and I'm going to convince myself that I can win another 10 races and I'll be fired from my own show. Please, no. <laughs> I can't host this show on my own. <laughs> the few times you did host it were cracker episodes I, because you were just like, look, I'm doing this. I really can't be asked, but here's the information. Yeah, pretty much, which is basically what's going to happen over a few weeks in June, July when I'm away. Yeah. And Jack decides he's going to run the show himself and edit it and do all that sort of shit. It's going to be fantastic. The quality will be terrible. The information will... It'll be like an episode of who li- Whose Line Is It Anyway. It'll be Jack's World of F1. I will sit there and tell you stories from my memory that I've invented and we'll all have a good time. However, that left a gap with Alfa Romeo. They needed a team principal. So they bought in... They didn't bring in a team principal. Andreas Seidel was brought in as the CEO because you've got to remember Fred Vasseur at Sauber was the CEO and team principal as well. He had the double role. So now Seidel's moved into that CEO role at Sauber. I knew where you were going, and I'm just going to correct you before you open your mouth. It's good. It's good. And I cannot pronounce so They brought in someone else as like the managing director, and he's going to run as the like the, the team principal role, and I cannot remember. Alessandro Aluni Bravi. That's it. Thank you because I could not pronounce his name. And Jean Monchot is the technical chief. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it's basically the sidle's going to be running behind the scenes and old mate there is going to be the, the, the face of it. Yeah. 
That, that's the idea of it, which has then left a massive hole at Woking. Which is where McLaren's based out of. Yes, and you've got to consider too that two years ago when McLaren decided it's time to rethink how they're running Formula 1, it was Andreas Seidel that petitioned to get this wind tunnel built, which is coming into effect next year. It was Andreas Seidel that petitioned to get onto Mercedes engines. You see where I'm going with this? McLaren's going to become good next year in theory. And unfortunately, Andreas Seidel's not going to be there to reap the benefits of what he's sown. And people like you who know the sport are going to go, well, this is all in Andreas. Oh, yeah, no, it's all his... All his behind the scenes. And work. idiots like me are going to go, oh, whoever the new person they bought in fix everything. Well, they didn't bring someone in. They promoted from within. The ex-performance director is now their uh, team principal, and that's Andreas Stella. I mean, brilliant. It's a good, it's a good move because he's already got a, like a working relationship with everyone at the team. And worked undecidal for so long. He knows what the vision he is was, so he can steer it. He was very much in Seidel's sort of like inner circle in a way. And speaking of inner circles, recently, Williams announced their new team principal CEO man. They did. And he was a part of a very important inner circle in Formula One. They did. They bought in the man himself, James Vows. Valtteri, it's James. Yep. That, like that, that's who they brought in. They brought in Valtteri, it's James. So he was Mercedes strategist. Strategist. Chief strategist. Which is honestly... The biggest buy for Williams ever. Because he has been positioned to take over from Toto. He has been in Toto's inner circle for years. They have kept him at that team with the idea that he would eventually take over from Toto. Which this is still a stepping stone too because Williams is a Mercedes affiliate. Yes, for now. Yeah, for now. So I would dare say he's been bought in for a year or two to give him work experience before moving to the big boys. When Toto eventually leaves, because Toto and Lewis will probably go at the same time in the next two or three years. And I don't I don't see Toto fully disengaging from the Formula One team. Because Toto will still retain his owning share. He will still probably be part of the board of Mercedes F1 and that sort of thing. He just won't be traveling the world every weekend yes. running it from the side of the track. Screaming at Michael Massey like he should be. <laughs> This is huge for Williams. Oh, massive. The, the theory is is Doralton were out. They were ready to sell up. And understandably so. They came in, bought a team that wasn't really good. They could never quite get it working. They never had the driver lineup. They were yeah. lose bleeding money from it, and that was predominantly Nicholas Latifi's fault. Oh, it was, no, not, it's not predominantly. It's 100% Nicholas Latifi's <laughs> fault. That motherfucker crashed more F1 cars than was allowable. Too many. And that's why he got moved on. And also, when he wasn't crashing them, he was behind by three seconds a lap. He was getting lapped every race, pretty much. And he was the only car getting lapped in some circumstances. He was terrible. So, bringing James in with the drivers that they've got in this year... It it shows an aggressive move from Doralton to make this team something. Yeah. In my opinion. Because you've got Alex Albon's there for the next three years. And he's good. He's good. Logan Sargent's coming in. Now, those two guys came in because of Yost Capito. I want to point that out there too. Yep. Like, Yost was the one who nurtured those relationships and got them to sign on. Yost also put off his retirement, like his genuine retirement from motorsport and working life to do this these past two years. So if he's resigned to go retire, all the power to, it, to him. Oh, it's fantastic because you know what? 
I have no problems with what Yost did with that team. He tried a lot of things and he brought in good drivers. Like, Yost yeah. did an absolutely fine job. Yes. Bringing James Vows in. Now, this is an aggressive move by Doralton to move this team up the grid in the next three years. I don't want anyone to take think that we think Williams will be up there this year. It's not going to happen. No. It's going to take James Vows about a year to bring in what he wants. It's going to take Logan Sargent a year in an F1 car to get his handle on an F1 car. It's also going to take Alex Albon a year, another year, to sort of move the technical direction in the way he wants it to with the new technical director whenever that gets announced. Yes, because they haven't mentioned no, they the haven't thing announced yet. that yet. And that's the, the biggest flaw here is until they get that person in, they start moving in the direction that they want to start moving into. It's going to take time. So just stay, stay with Williams because I think James Bowers might be the buyer of the season. 100%. I agree without a doubt. James Bowers is incredible with what he's done at Mercedes under Toto Wolf. If there is any person on the grid who can come into a team and improve it, it is anyone from Toto Wolf's inner circle. Oh, absolutely. The only other persons you could bring in to improve a team are from Christian Horner's inner circle. Exactly. Which we'll get into later because someone has moved into a different role from Christian Horner. Have they? I don't even know about this. Well, he, he did it over a year ago, but this year we're seeing the, the benefits of him oh, moving okay. in. But that's not all that happened over the off-season. What else happened? The devil himself is no longer commentating on Formula One. Yes. In good news for the sport. In good news for everyone around the world who enjoys motorsport. Paul DeResta is gone. Which means we're going to have to find a new award to give out at the end of this year. No, it's still going to be the Paul DeResta <laughs> award. Because he was that bad. But also Uncle Johnny Herbert's gone too. Sky Sports F1 might actually be taking this sport slightly seriously for once. Getting rid of the two worst commentators of them all. And look, I don't hate Paul DeResta a, as much as other people do. Look, let but me tell also, you why I hate Paul DeResta. Well, I'll tell you why I don't first. Because I don't understand a word he's saying, so I don't actually know what he's saying to get angry at him about it's it. Because I can't understand a word. It's his Scottish accent, isn't it? He's Irish, isn't he? Oh, I don't fucking care. Let me take you back to... Twi- is it 20, 2010, 2012? I think it was 2012. Right. He was driving. The Brazilian Grand Prix. Okay. (laughs) We were on for a banger because on the opening lap, when Fernando Alonso just needed to finish ahead of Sebastian Vettel by like two places to win the world championship, Vettel spins and goes to the back of the field. Now, he does a monster drive, as we know Sebastian wouldn't at Red Bull. Yes. To bring it back to the front of the field. Fernando is... At the front, most of the race, he ends up dropping back to third by the end of the race. Then who should put it in the wall in his Force India? Paul, Paul DeResta. Paul fucking DeResta, which means the race finished under safety car and Seb had just done enough to get a, to like and get the world championship. And Fernando could have overtaken the two cars in front of him. And is that the image of Fernando just standing there staring like his world has ended? Is that from that race? Probably. He could have... He must fucking hate Paul DeResta as much as we do. And, and I we don't love him. Fernando Alonso. He's the dad now. He is. He's the daddy of the sport. He looks good, man. But no, I, I'm glad. Look, Johnny Herbert is way Look, too biased for anyone's good. We're allowed to be biased. He ruined Max's second world title. Oh, he ruined it. He did. He just complained. And no, sucked. the way he announced it. Oh, also that too. That was so mishandled. It was so mishandled. Like, there is a rule book. 
it was very clear about who could got it. It was the most lackluster world title ever. Which is devastating, which means he's just going to have to win it again this year so he can get the no, prize he wants. I don't want that. Nor do I. I want to see it mixed up, but like, smart money's got to be on Red Bull, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every car this year is a version of the Red Bull. And the only team that would have been able to develop said Red Bull, albeit not as much as everyone else, is Red Bull. Yes. Because they do, they have had their CFD and all that penalty has been applied to them as well. So not only did they get penalised for winning the championship and having less, they've also got a 5% reduction on that as well. However, the car is just that bloody good. Like They can probably just go, we're going to run the exact same spec and probably still beat half of you guys. Yeah, easily. they could easily do that. Was that all the team principals moving? I think so. And that was the only two commentators that we wanted to mention. Because the devil himself is He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. No more mediums. We're back to mediums. At, at Baku is no longer going to be ruined. If France was still there, that would no longer be ruined. What was the other one he'd always commentate on? Um, it was like an American one. Maybe Canada. And also, no more of that forced laugh Crofty always does when Paul made a stupid joke. And like, whenever you're watching the whole day's broadcast... and He's the worst part. He, he his face just turns up and you're like, I want to punch it. Yeah, look, he's got a punchable head. No, we, we've spoken about all the team principles. We should probably talk about some of the cars this year. So we're going to go in release order, which means the first cars we're talking about is the Haas. You mean the one that's going to save the most on paint this year? Hey, it looks good. It does look good. It's very clear that they tried to save as much weight as possible by going that black. It It's predominantly black. It's got white splashes and some red accents. It looks great. New title sponsor, MoneyGram. Yep. They're pasted all over the car. And they're also running at the budget cap this year. Oh, are they? Yes, they are actually are able for the first time to run at the budget cap limit. That's fantastic. It is genuinely fantastic. Haas had an okay-ish year last year. They had, they had a year where they knew they had some good points and they had some bad points. And when it, they had bad points, it just so happened that it was the majority of the tracks where those bad points were extenuated. But when it was good, it was very, very good. I mean, they snagged a pole position. Yes, in circumstances. There were you mean circumstances. the Milky Bar kid got him it? I don't care who fucking got Haas a pole position. They got a pole you position. Need to thank the Milky Bar kid, George Russell, then. I will not. <laughs> I will make that very clear. K Mag did. There was no circumstances at all. K Mag goat. We saw Happy Gunter. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Except yep. for when Mick put it in the wall three times. Which he did. And, you know, they've cleared that up this year. Yeah, because they brought in Nico Hulkenberg to stop putting it in the wall. Which is fantastic. Is there a single person out there who doesn't like the Hulk? K-Mag. Yeah, K-Mag. <laughs> his teammate. He's the, only <laughs> he's the only person. So, I guess the only negative we have to talk about Haas this year is that their teammates don't get along. And no, they've come out and said that it's it's all in the past. Okay, good. Because it wasn't that big of a deal anyway. I mean, yeah, okay. One told him to suck the balls of the other one. And also, it's because K-Mag flipped him ah. <laughs> and left him in a fence. But also, here's the thing. They're both 10 years older than that now. They're professionals. Haas has money. Yeah. They've worked on this car. I think hey, just because fantastic. you print the word money on your car doesn't mean you have money. They've got money. Bro, I'm telling you right now. I Look, I'm reading it. It's on the back of the car. Money. Fair enough. We should probably do... I mean, Haas is the people's champs. They're the people's teams. However, 
the car is very. If they, they didn't actually release the car. I mean, it's a mock-up. It was a mock-up of the livery, and they did a 3D render like AlphaTauri and a couple of other teams. And what I did notice was that it looks very strikingly similar to last year's Ferrari, which means it's going to go bang-bang. Yeah, probably. It's going to go bang-bang at least twice this year. But Alpine. Alpine last year came out and said, we're focusing on speed over reliability. And it worked. Yeah, because one of their drivers isn't fucking fast. K-Max fast. Hulkenberg's not slow. So what you're saying is that K-Max's car is going to blow up and Hulkenberg, who is a little bit slower because it's his first year back, might not blow up. No, but he'll get points. I'm going to say something that's going to make you so mad, but you can't deny the truth. Hulkenberg is to Haas what Ocon is to Albon. Not Albon, Alpine. <laughs> Consistent point getter because the car doesn't explode. The car won't explode because Hulkenberg won't take it to the limit like Ocon. Exactly. But Ocon got points. He beat Fernando, didn't he? Because Ocon isn't as fast as Fernando and Fernando's car kept going bang. We're saying the exact same thing. If Fernando's car didn't go bang, Fernando would have beaten him convincingly. Right. And when K-Mag's car doesn't blow up, because it's going to blow up. But if it doesn't blow up, he'll beat Hulkenberg. Okay. Yes. I, I do still wa- don't think Hulkenberg's <laughs> getting points. I'm, I'm saying points. I'm saying he'll get points in races where shit goes, hits fan. Yep. But I think he'll be consistently 12th, 13th. Okay. That's not crazy bad. It's not points. It's not points. It's he'll improvement. Be, he'll be there to capitalize when Max sees red or Charles sees red. Or the Max, Ferrari engine sees red. Or Max sees Lewis. Or Lewis sees Max. What else is it? Or Ocon sees it. Yuki sees the wall. Or uh, Fernando sees Ocon. <laughs> Dude, their gloves are off this year for them. I do want to do a quick team rundown to let people listening know who's who in the Haas team. So they are officially called MoneyGram Haas F1 team. Yes. They're based out of Kannapolis in the United States. They're also got a base in Maranello, though. Yes. They share with Ferrari. They are Ferrari's feeder team at the moment. Yes. Team chief, Gunter Steiner, legend. Best team principal in the world. Don't fucking smash his door, Bob. No. Ooh. And then the technical chief is Simone Resta. The chassis this year is called the VF23. Yep. Brilliant naming system. They don't fiddle with it. It's called what it is. Yeah. And it's Ferrari power unit. That's all you need to know about Haas. And 20 is K-Mag and 27 is Hulkenberg. The one at the back of the field will be Hulkenberg. The one that's near the, the front of the field will be K-Mag. I, I hate that you're right about it, but you are right. Yes, I know I am. And the car's gorgeous. Yes. And they're going to save a lot of money on paint because everything that's black, they can just run as carbon fiber. Yes. They don't need to paint it. The next release was Red Bull. And they went bold this year, yet again, by releasing the exact same livery that they've always had. Oh, why would you change it? You wouldn't. It looks exactly like a Red the Bull. Same. And here's the thing about the Red Bull livery. Looks good. It's matte navy with red and yellow accents. And the other thing that they announced was another bit of news we missed. What was that? From 2026, RB Powertrains has a technical partner. Ford. They're not going to be very good in 2026. No, but by 2026, we'll want them to be bad. Yeah. Because I'm still happy. You to know watch what Ford Max stands for? Found on. No, what does it stand for? Fix or repair daily. That's the one. Yeah. 
I mean, it's American Ford, not Australian Ford. Still Ford. Ford Australia was the same as Ford America. It's still fucking Ford. But Americans love Fords, but Americans are idiots. Anyone who drives a Ford's an idiot. And I say <laughs> that with my first car being a fucking Ford. And you are an idiot. Yeah, because I wrapped it. No, actually, no, I'm not <laughs> because I wrapped it around a tree. I mean, it, weirdly enough, it was one of the smartest things you've ever done. Because I got a Commodore out of it. <laughs> yeah, oh, honestly. Free. And it's nice. The bombing. Red Bull, as usual. Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez. Don't forget the newest edition. Danny Rick, the big dick himself. He might not be there every round, but I guarantee you by Australia, he's going to be itching to come back. Oh, look, here's the thing. You might not see the big dick, but you go and feel it. You'll feel it every round. Checo's feeling it right behind him. Oh, he's going to be breathing down Checo's neck all year. 100%. I don't think Daniel will step in for Checo this year, but I think by the end of the year, if the simulator work and his practice runnings in older cars show that the old Danny is still around, it's going to be really hard for Christian to be like, oh, I'm gonna, I can't, I need him. You, and Checo's made it clear. He's not enjoying the length of the season. He's a family man. He knows his job is not to be world champion. He knows that. He knows that. But I mean, we saw the cracks last year. They're appearing. Checo wants the car to be a bit more to Checo's liking rather than Max's liking. And do you know who has the exact same car preference as Max Verstappen? Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. So it's, I mean, look, we're super biased. We are going to be super biased because there's no Australians in this field this year. Oscar. No, he's dead to me. Why? Because he took Daniel Ricciardo's seat. You don't you don't stab a fellow Aussie in the back. The closest that we've got to an Aussie this year is Valtteri because he's rocking the mullet. Valtteri's the second best Australian F1 driver of all time. Sorry, Mark. I'm throwing Valtteri out there. I love him. I love him. Look. Oscar's dead to me. Oscar's not dead to me. I'm I'm going to be a big Oscar fan. I'm never going to be an Oscar fan. We'll fight about it all the time. I'm for, happy for to. For two reasons. First of all, you didn't pick 69 like we demanded. You Obviously, picked 81. Not even close. And we cannot make a phallic nickname out of Piastri. No. So therefore, he's dead to me. And we tried. Trust me. We, we tried. And I was trying <laughs> to fucking think of one. Yep. There's there's nothing. And if you think of one, please let us know. We're happy to use it, but we can't think of any. And if you're someone ever texts us penis astri, no, we thought of that. It's not that good. It takes more syllables to say than Piastri. It it's shorter. Red Bull structure. Oracle Red Bull Racing, based out of Milton Keynes, London. Christian Horn is the team principal. Yep. Technical chief, Pierre Woche. Maybe. It's W-A-C-H thingy, umlaut E. Okay. RB19, terrible naming system. What do you mean? It's the 19th Red Bull. Oh, is that what it's for? Yeah. Oh, well, that's actually a good naming system. I thought they were just a couple years behind. <laughs> no. It, so the first one was like 2006, I'm going to say. That was RB1. Right. So, yeah. It does um, make sense now that you've pointed out what is blaringly obvious to most people. Yeah. I mean, it's a Honda Red Bull powertrains for now. power unit. That's changing with Ford coming in the deal. They're going to either come first or second. You know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction here. What's your prediction? I think with the with the penalties, come the later 
later half of the season when other teams get to benefit from more development. Okay. That Red Bull may struggle to stay in the top three. All right. So essentially, in your mind, they need to come out and win all the way up to Spa. If they can do that, my prediction is completely irrelevant. Yep. But I don't see that happening. I think there are cars out there that will challenge the RB18, 19 this year. They're all RB18s. <laughs> I mean, they all look the same. Was Red Bull's... That was another render, wasn't it? Yes. Red yep. Bull did not release the real car. And if you spent any time online, you realised that their launch was the most awkward, long, and waste of time launch I've ever seen. All of them are. F- credit to Ferrari. They played some music. They went, do you want to see the car? The people went, yeah, that's why we're here. They went, here's the car. Here's the driving on the track. Thank you. We'll see you in March. Anything like that you, oh, here's the car for the, it's a waste of fucking time. Just put a picture up on the internet and be like, yeah, here's the car. I do agree with you. The fact that we have these whole launch events is really, I mean, it's clearly just for the sponsors. It's the sponsors and marketing department being like, no, we need to make money out of this. all the people behind the scenes who need a little bit of 50 wins in the camera, most people don't really care. Just show us the car. No offense. I have not watched a single one and I will not watch a single one. Not until they bring back the Eddie Jordan era where they had strippers around it. I mean, F1 was a different sport back in the day. They used to smoke darts on top of the car. Yeah, bring that back. <laughs> it should be a recommendation. The, the red lights go out. You must smoke a dart before you even get in the car and then drive off. I mean, Danny Rick would be a multiple world champion by now if that exactly. was the case. He's the only dude who can just do it in one. Got an iron lung. Guaranteed. I mean, I'm a Red Bull fan. I'm a Max fan. I'm excited. It looks good. Fun fact, Red Bull and the Sydney Roosters have a common theme this year. Cheating with the money? No. Oh. Two facts. <laughs> Joke. They're both, both their clothing manufacturers are Castor. I was never, never going to guess that. The uh, Red Bulls moved from Puma to Castor this year. Okay. And uh, the only reason I recognize that logo is because it's on my footy team. Fair enough. I know we're not meant to talk footy this year, but it was just the one little you know, bit. A little fact is okay. It was when we were like, hey, this is an F1 show. Let's talk about other things for 30 minutes to pad the episode out because uh, nothing happened this week. Can you, F1, can you just make sure that something interesting happens every week so that we've got content? Please. And like, check what time it is in Australia so we're awake to be there for it. Yeah. Because everything seems to happen at 2 a.m. when we're in bed. Half dead. Or playing Warhammer on the computer. Or playing NBA or fucking something. <laughs> but when were, we, when were we busy? When we're not busy, sorry. Next car that came out, Williams. FW45. The battery. That's the most striking feature for me. They've got the Duracell at like the, the top intake of the car above the halo. And they've, they painted that intake like a Duracell battery. They did a couple of races last year. They did it specially. But it's it's standard this year. And I like it. I have, ever since we started the show, and a couple of years before when we were watching the sport together. I've forgotten this team existed. Yeah, we know. I've forgotten they've existed. I may not know who their drivers are at any given point in my life. And I've never liked their liveries. I don't like this one, but it's the best one I've seen. Fair enough. You know what's a striking missing, well, it's missing from the Williams this year? No Safina, there's no Lavasa. 
and it's a nice feeling because that means he's not around. Latifi's gone. Thank fuck. And they've got good drivers. Yeah. Albon's awesome. Yeah, you like Albon, which is a surprising because you always forget he exists in the F1 world. Which is, I think, why I'm so stoked on him because every time I remember him, I remember all the happy times where I'm like, I love that kid. And then I forget he's there. And then I refigure out he's there. I'm like, oh, God, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm getting constant serotonin boosts every time I remember they're there. They're called Williams Racing. Yes. They're funded by Dalton. Mm-hmm. Their base is in Grove. James Vows, new team principal. We don't know anybody else who's in the team. And they're keeping it under wrap. Yep. What are you thinking with Williams this year? What was their biggest errors last year and have uh, they fixed them we both know what their biggest error was last well, year. they fixed that one they didn't have any downforce that was what i was going for oh i thought we were talking about latifi again no no because <laughs> they fixed we that kicked one that go- we've kicked that dead goat around a million i'll times. stop hitting that dead goat if it stops spitting out content fair enough but no, no it, it, there was no arrow the only race they really did good at was the one track you don't need arrow at monza yeah and by did well i mean the one driver who was competent did well and then you know australia was a highlight simply because was it australia or yeah, was it australia is yeah. where albon did 56 laps on the same set of tires and went oh shit i need to change them yeah, and still I'm, got a point yeah, yeah you know so it was a year of essentially what we what we've come to expect from williams in the modern era like this team was a beast in the 90s mm-hmm. and in the 80s as well yeah they were on top of the world they were multiple world championships winners winning races getting podiums here and there it was a beautiful car. We've already said with James coming in that, you know, maybe not this year, but this is how you get your team actually up the grid. Also, just with the livery thing, they also got a new sponsor in golf this year and they did not put the golf livery on there. I saw a lot of very annoyed people calling I'm the still cowards. In, yeah, they are cowards. They should have put the golf livery on there. You get the golf sponsorship. You paint the car like golf. And the golf cars always do well, except for the McLaren one at Monaco. They didn't do well. Yeah, but nothing ever does well. That was Lando Norris's fault. That was Danny's fault. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Other than that, Aero better. Yeah, well, look at look at the side pods to begin with. That is a very distinct Red Bull design. If what I, are we going to call that Red Bull design? Would the we Red say Bull this? design. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what we're saying is we've got a green Red Bull, we've got a black Red Bull, we've got a white Red Bull, and now we've got a blue Red Bull. A blue Red Bull. Would we say they're swooped? It, it's like a swooping action. You've it funnels down into the coke bottle to keep the rear stability there. Um, we know it's a design that works. They've even gone with the air intake, similar to how the Red Bull does. Like yep. pretty much, compa- every, I look at this car. I look at the side of this car, and I take it. I just cover up the front end. I'm like, that's a Red Bull. Pretty much, the mid body section and the coke bottle of every team this year looks very, very similar. To, yeah, two Red Bull, bitch. Also, like I said bitch, but I meant to say witch. <laughs> witch, you are crazy if you don't do that. Oh, it was the best car by a mile last year. And now that they've all got a sort of conglomerated chassis. Except for two. Yes. which No, sorry, three. Because we know Mercedes won't have side pods. True. And then now in two days when the car gets announced, it's going to have Red Bull side pods. I'm going to look like a right tit, aren't I? Yeah, but you know what? It's not going to have side pods. It's it simply a, won't. They're just stubborn enough to not do it. And by the end of last year, it was working. To an extent. Well, I mean, yeah, the Milky Bar kid got a couple wins. I, I refuse had, to call him anything else. Or Woody. 
He's Woody from Toy Story. He does look like Woody. <laughs> <laughs> and we're Australian too. Like it, It's a melted Milky Bar kit. It is a very melted Milky Bar kit. It's like you open the packet and you go, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Williams. Well, I mean, the Milky Bar kid used to drive for him. He did. It's relevant in a way, but we do need to talk about the team we forget about. Other than that, the front end, they, it looks like they've stuck with the front end nose to an extent. It's very domed and rounded, but... But that's, you know, that's air direction. Where a lot of the downforce comes from is the wing itself, the winglets, and the angle of the flares in the wing. Yeah, and they, they've they definitely gone with those winglets a uh, Red Bull way, way in it. The Red Bull way as well. Yep. I I want Williams to do well. Look, I I don't know what Logan's going to do. He didn't win F2. He did well enough to qualify for a super license. Albon is clearly the team leader, as he should be. Yes. Hopefully, Logan can adapt to the car quickly. And I think what you said about Haas is going to be me about Williams. Hopefully, they can scrape through pick up some points here and there, but be consistently making overtakes and holding position. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win. I don't see a podium. No, it would be crazy to think that. Yeah. But if you're if you're sitting there, it's like, no, you know what? That, that midfield this year is going to be a lot tighter and Williams is going to be able to contend with them. And I see them finishing anywhere from 12th to 17th consistently. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's, it's not a bad thing to be finishing that low at the moment if all the cars have homogulated to the same thing and all the power units are the same quickness and the cars seem to work the same. Yeah. But if we can get some... But the whole point of these regulations was to shake up the fields. True. And if we can get some consistency and some overtakes in that bottom half of the field, it's not going to take long for them to move up into the top half and then all of a sudden we've got 20 cars out there that could potentially win. And we saw how much more overtaking there was last year with the new design philosophy. Exactly. So it, it's not a bad thing that, that this is the way that they're going and they're all homogulating. Hopefully this just means more overtakes. And if it doesn't, the F1 needs to step in and say, all right, this design's banned. Come up with a new one. Yeah, which they can do. Because then, and you know, that would benefit hugely Mercedes who goes, yeah, we've never had that design. So <laughs> exactly. <we're good> for <laughs> it. Let's move on to the next team. What's Sauber. It? Sauber. Or Alfa Romeo. I'm going to go out and say something crazy. This is the most beautiful F1 car I have ever laid my eyes on. This is another one that only, that's saving money with paint. I don't care what they're doing. Getting rid of the white and replacing it with black was such a good idea. It looks stunning. It is red and black and gorgeous, man. I think I messaged you like 17 love hearts when this dropped. It was also the first real car. Yes. What they showed us is what they're racing. And the, the one thing that is still sketchy is the floor design. It's different. It's jagged. And it's been caught. I, I've seen a few videos online that have called its legality into question. But they've run it in the shakedown. So hopefully that means we get to see it because it's a it's different design. Still similar. You've got the, the side pod, the Red Bull side pod, which funnels all of it down into the Coke bottle to help cause rear stability like fixes. Which is what they were missing last year. High speed stability was one of Alfa Romeo's worst traits last year. They can get that under wrap. All of a sudden, Joe and Valtteri can actually use the accelerator. And Valtteri can drive. There are no doubts about that. He put on some magical drives last year. And you know, 
Joe, it's going to be nice watching him in this car for his last year in F1. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a shame he's not going to get to go to China. I, and China's a good track too. Like, Well, they need to get the coronavirus under control. Oh, dear. It's getting crazy over there. And stop launching balloons and shit. <laughs> the world's been weird the last few weeks. Their team name, Alfa Romeo F1 Team Steak. Steak.com. Steak.com. Their base is in Hinwil, Switzerland. Yep. Team chief, Alessandro Aluni Bravi. That is a racing-sounding name. It's an Italian-sounding name. And Andrea Seidel's there. CEO. Yes. The group. Yes, but he's there doing CEO things. So, like, not much. Um, he's just taking in a big paycheck, yeah? <laughs> I don't blame him. Go get your money, boy. Well, he ha- he's actually had ties to the Hinwheel operation. Back when they were BMW, guess who was working for them? Seidel. Yeah, exactly. So it's not a shock that he went back there. No, and I think it's, it's good for the team. I mean, losing Fred, I think, is also still a positive for the team. It's a fresh injection that they haven't had in a long time. And they're going to have an influx of cash in the next two years. Yes. It's the C43, the chassis. So I'm assuming it's the 43rd Sauber vehicle. No, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know that one. No one knows they're that far back on the grid. Look, if their new design... Well, no, they've only been around since, like, the 90s. So it can't be 40. It can't be 40. There'd be a name. There'd be a reason behind it. Of course. There's got to be something. Look, the race suits look good. The car looks stunning. I want them to do well. Good luck. <laughs> If it all comes together, they'll do well. But you can say that about literally anything in life. If it works, it's going to be great. We're yet to see if it works. If there is a man who can get it to work, it's Valtteri Bottas. Yes. I want it to do good. The red and black's sick. Mm. It's awesome. Let's talk about the Alpha Tauri, the ATO4. The sister team, Sir Red Bull. Yes. The team that refuses... To use anything more than the the gearbox, the engine, and another part of it, the hydraulics of the Red Bull. That is the only parts they they use. Which is crazy. Use the whole thing. You you are allowed to use up to a certain amount. I don't care if you cheat and buy the RB18 chassis from last year. No, so the way it works, I had to look this up. So they have a technical partnership similar to Haas and Ferrari. Yes. So, data can be shared. They are allowed to use certain parts. The only things that they are required by the rules to design is the aerodynamic flow and the monocoque. Which are the two things you really want to steal from Red Bull. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, if you're using everything else, like, for a good example is they use a push rod when Red Bull uses a pull rod on their front suspension. Yes. Like, it's little things like that. And with the way AlphaTauri did last year, you'd think, oh, we need more Red Bull. You do. They had their worst year since they became AlphaTauri last year. They lost Pierre Gasly because of it. They did. In good news, they got Nick DeVries. Yes. Nick DeVries, fantastic. And we keep saying kid. He's, he's 29. He's turned 29. Like, yeah. He's our age. He's a world champion. He's a world champion in Formula E, but he's still a world champion. Yeah. He did it. He was the first Dutch world champion too. Yes. Um, Look... I am a massive AlphaTauri fan. We know. They've added red to it this year. Well, they've got the Aurelan, the PKN Aurelan sponsorship from Alfa Romeo. Yes, they snagged it. 
Yeah, well, because Kibitza and retired. And that, I believe, is a Polish... Yeah, it's Polish oil, oil refinery. Yeah, Orlin. Yes. PKN Orlin. PKN Orlin. Um, look, they had significant issues last year. That was on show you know what? every week. On the front wing, it shows you the exact reason they had a poor year. Look at the front wing and look really closely at it. Flex box. No. <laughs> I'm just going to keep reading things. It, it's it's subtle, but when you see it, you'll understand. Is it an Italian flag? It is the Italian <laughs> flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What good came out of Italian, Italy last year? Um... Nothing, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> I got nothing, man. It, uh, not looking Just good. blowing up engines. So, of course, we know they're called Scuderia Alfa Tauri. Yes. They're based in Faenza, Italy. France Tost. Is that Italian? I don't know. He might be French. Let's find out. I, I want to say he's French. I reckon. Or German, France. He's Austrian. So German. Oh, <laughs> he's Austrian. Right, that's what I said. Um, technical Chief Jody Eggleton. It's the AT04. It's the other Honda-powered vehicle on the grid. For now. For now. Yuki Sonoda, no one cares. Actually, you know what? That's, that's a good point to bring out. Honda is back on the cars. Nice to see because they do still pretty much do the engine. Yeah, and this year they they re-allowed them to use the Honda badge for it. Which is nice. Like Honda's been part of F1 for a very long time, mm-hmm. but never for a long time at any given time. Well, they did announce in the off-season... They're they, coming back. They want to come back for 2026. They don't have a partner yet because it won't be Red Bull. It's just crazy, right? Like It's like you came into the sport, won world championships, left. Came back in the sport, win a world championship, leave, and then with the team still there. Nothing's changed in that Red Bull team. Actually, no. What happened with... the They've come and left so many times. The last few times that they've come and left, they've come in, didn't do so well, left, next year won the World Championship. Because it happened. They de- they developed the Braun 001. They developed it. It was just a Braun logo instead of a Honda logo. And it was and incredible. Because that's the double diffuser it. version yeah, yeah. too. And that's the one Braun bought for a dollar. <laughs> I forgot that. And then... They announced in 2020 they're leaving. 2021, who wins the world championship? Red Bull. With with fucking Honda engines. So pretty much, if I am any midfield team, I'm going to be, we need to sign these guys and get rid of them as quick as we can. We well, get a world championship. There has been thoughts that in 2026, there are two teams that are looking for a new engine partner to become a works team. Right. One of them is Williams. And the other is McLaren. Who are you picking if you're Honda? Who are you going to sign with, McLaren or Williams? There's more glory in Williams. It's hard to say because you've got to remember what happened the last time McLaren-Honda was a thing. Nothing good. Nothing good, but there's been a lot of changes at both organizations since then. Here's my crazy prediction for 2026. McLaren-Honda, Fernando comes back, wins the world championship. (laughs) Now that's... Crazy, crazy. It's never going to happen. Fernando come back. Fernando go back to McLaren after the last time. Fernando driving in 2026 as well. No, that's not crazy with the way he's going. 
He'll be driving when he's 70. I, I, I hope so, because he's still got it. He's still, he better not dance when he's 70, man. He'll pop a hip. <laughs> Just <laughs> up on the car. Speaking <laughs> of McLaren, though, they were the next car to release. And was it a real car? It looks like it. It looks real, looking at the photos. Oh, I think the livery is awesome. They also are doing the whole let's save money with no paint uh, theory that a lot of teams have decided this year. There's a lot of black on the grid this there year. There is a lot of black because they don't have to paint it. So Mercedes might be bringing back the black livery. <laughs> All See, black. That would be funny. <laughs> Can you imagine if they come in and like, yeah, save we, a, mind you, this is to save a few grams. But it's a few grams of weight they're saving. They were all overweight last year. It's very different. And they've got to be like, what is it? The minimum weight's like 798 this year. Yeah. Speaking, though, of the McLaren, one, it's chocked full of sponsors. It looks like McLaren of old with all the sponsorships they have on there. Yeah, Zach Brown's been doing Zach Brown things. Yep. I mean, they've got Google. Like, Chrome is one of their big sponsors. Velo's on there. They've got DP Worth, DeWalt. Like, they have big names plastered what? all over this car. What does Velo change to when they enter the Middle East and stuff? Because they're not allowed to run Velo there. Because is Velo alcohol? No, Velo's vape. Oh. They're not allowed to... I don't think they're allowed to run that either. Hookah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's know. really, really standing out about it. That chrome wheel covers that they had last year are back. They're great. I love them. I think they're fantastic. It is a very multicolored car. I do not expect anything from them this year. Well, you did say earlier that you are yeah, so worried. Yeah, so during the announcement, it, they were talking. I didn't watch it, but I read enough articles to see that, okay, it wasn't just people putting words in people's mouths. McLaren aren't... They don't feel like they are going to be able to optimize this car until next year when the wind tunnel comes online. Until that point... It's just getting to that point. So this could be a very much Haas 2021 situation where they've just brought in a car. Yes, they've made some upgraded changes. Yes, they're going to be bringing some upgrades throughout the year, but they're not confident that it's going to be a nail-biter. It's not going to win championships. It's not going to win races. It's just going to be there. And I feel like this year, if you've got a car that is just there, the best you can aim for is 7-8. You know what, mate? I... I I think you're right. It doesn't... Of all the cars that have gone Red Bullish, this has gone the least Red Bull of the redesigns. Yeah, like if you look at it, the, the, the side pod's there, so it's funneling down into the Coke bottle to give you that high-speed stability at the rear. However, the floor isn't... like That was one of its biggest weaknesses last year as well as the brakes last year. Um, front end still looks very similar to last year's. It's just... It looks like they've just done enough to get through, get by, and they'll bring some upgrades throughout the year. And if you look at an over-the-top view of them this year and last year, it's still it's a bit longer, I believe, but that's about it. I Look, you know, I hope you're right. I like seeing Lando Norris struggle. I know you do, and I want to see Piastri struggle. Which And so we both, we're both backing the other end of the garage from McLaren this year. Yeah, I hope they get ninth or tenth. And chances are they probably will. And you know what? I don't hate Lando. I hope Lando does well. And I don't hate Oscar. Yeah, I love Oscar. So we want the other car to do well. Yes. (laughs) Which is going to be fun for us this year. Yeah. 
because we've both been pretty hardcore Red Bull supporters the last couple of years, so we're diversifying our portfolios in an aggressive position. Look, McLaren F1 team is based out of Woking. Andrea Stella is taking the team chief role this year. James Key is the technical chief. It's Would the- you say he's a key member of the team? I'd say I'm going to bounce his microphone off the side of your head in a minute. That's what I'd say. I'm going to donk you with it. Rude. <laughs> that was terrible. You're learning too much from Josh. We only done one episode with him so far. Yeah, and he made a shit joke too. It was great. <laughs> uh, and the it's the MCL 60. Because it's celebrating 60 years of McLaren. Yeah. What a year to throw it all in the bin. I know, right? Well done, boys. Let's move on to the AMR 23 because this is the one I want to talk about. Okay. Now, last year, it was you said this was going to be a dog. And yes. you were right. This year, however, I think one of those cars is going to do fantastic. Absolutely. Because this is the one I was talk- I alluded to earlier about that technical chief. Okay. Dan Fallows. Remember him? Oh, yes, I do. This is the first car under the Dan Fallows regime. All right. So can you see why it, oh, I feel like this is going to be a better car? Absolutely. You've brought in a competitive driver. Yes. You've brought in a good engineered team. Well, he was there last year, but last year it was the garden leave scenario. Yes. So he, he couldn't come in until like April. Uh, by that time, the car's already designed. You're already on the back foot because the car was a piece of shit. Seb was getting ready to make an Instagram account and break the world's heart. Yes. Which, by the way, he still posts on, and he's been posting a lot of historical Sebastian Vettel things from when he was karting. as quite a good good little Instagram account. I like it. I'll need to go back and have a watch because I just love like, Seb. It's just behind-the-scenes photos, and he writes a little story about what, what was going on in the photo. It's fucking Great. He's like number one stepped out of motorsport. He better come back. Just for one race. Him and Fernando. A couple of years, baby. Aston Martin, Aramco, Cognizant, Formula One team. Based That's out of Silverstone. Mouthful. Mike Crack. <laughs> Mike Crack. Is sweaty and also the team principal. <laughs> Sorry, that's the, I just made a really bad joke. Andrew Green is the technical chief. It's the AMR 23. Brilliant naming schedule. It's powered by Mercedes. You have Fernando Alonso, and that's really all I want to talk about with that team. That's all you need to talk about it. It's owned by the Strolovich family. It's unfortunately staffed by Strolovich. Yes, and that fucking lying bastard Lance Strolovich is one of the drivers. I refuse to call him his real, like what they call him, Strolovich. It's on his fucking Wikipedia page. Yep. And then Ferrari released their car this morning. It's good. You know what? It's uh, very flat. It is. It's very flat. And also, if you really look closely at it, that wheel, the front wheel axle has moved in. It's a, it looks a lot shorter than last year's car. Yeah. It's going to be a car. It, Ferrari is... It's so hard to predict anything because we were right with our predictions last year. We both looked and we went, holy shit, that looks fast. And it was fast. But it was also very explodey. It was it, it caught on fire. Every single part of it blew up at a different point in the year. In fact, it was so explodey, it blew the team principal out of the sport. <laughs> That's how much car, that car blew up. I, look, there's only one thing I'm looking forward to for Ferrari this year. What are you looking forward to? Carlos. Uh, my, engine, my engine died. We are checking. Checking. Looks good. Data cool. rig well. 
but I'm stopped on the side of the road and I'm on fire. And some dude put a stick under the wheel and it did nothing. <laughs> and I'm still on fire. Well, I don't like the look of this Ferrari compared to last year's one, which probably means they've gotten better. They've gone for a bit more black. Yeah, they also don't want to spend all this money on red paint. It is a nice color red this year. It's the same color red as last year. And it was a nice color red last year too. They've also I like the matte red. I like matte colors. Every game I have on Need for Speed or Forza is a matte colored car. So this is the other team that hasn't gone with the Red Bull side put design. It's very clear they have not gone for that. What what they've done is they've sort of it's still indented on the top, and which is what Haas is also doing. But Haas has a similar. It's it's sort of Red Bullish, but not Red Bullish. This one is definitely not Red Bullish. No, not at all. Which I mean, of course, they're never going to bow to what their number one competitor is doing. Because if they did, they'd actually fucking improve for once. I and know, right? have nothing to talk about. I hope that Charles has a nicer year because he did not look good last year. Look at that cold, dead expression <laughs> in his driver portrait. It's great. That man has been through some shit. Scuderia Ferrari is based out of Maranello in Italy. Frederick Vasseur is the team chief, and the technical chief is two people. Enrico Cardil and Enrico Guattelleri. Those both sound very Italian. Gualtieri. That does not sound good for Ferrari because when Ferrari has Italians in charge, things go bang, bang. Yes, but they have a Frenchman in charge in charge. It's the SF23. Yes. Ferrari, who also traditionally has the worst naming structure of all time. Sometimes it's the year. Sometimes it's something else. Sometimes it's to celebrate 75 years of Ferrari. I wanted to see Burgundy. That Burgundy car they raced at. Um, oh, that was so good. It wasn't Maranello. It wasn't Monza. It was another, no, it was Monza. No. No, they raced at the special truck we only did one year at. Oh, that was at um, Mugello. Mugello, and they both crashed. It was awesome. It was a terrible race. Max got taken out. I don't know if I will improve. Things will be different from last year. They Whether may be different good or bad. Or different bad. I don't want to see Charles win a world championship. I do. I want to see Carlos win a world championship. I want to see either of them do it. I, I, I just like Carlos more. You know what? Charles has got rid of a lot of dead weight over the summer. Mattia. Yes. And he was tall, so he weighed a bit. He also, unfortunately, split up with Charlotte Swine, who is gorgeous. Yeah, but true. Did you see someone at the launch... Literally said, Charles is Valentine's Day. I'm single. You're single. She had a sign like in wrestling <laughs> in the crowd. But yeah, no. Charles doesn't have someone nagging him in his ear to distract him this year. I mean, we're going to see like beast mode Charles activate. I feel like it. He's got an opportunity. The Ferrari might do blow it. up. It might blow up. Like it genuinely, like it's so hard to we're tell. We're not going to know. Until round six. Yeah, because the first couple will be fine. Yeah, I feel like the first couple, it'll be round four, five, and six. We'll start to see what Ferrari's really capable of this year. <laughs> so pretty much. We're not going to call anything until then. Look, it, it's it's too hard to. We've been burnt every year. So is Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Roman sitting at home being like, really? Really? You're going to say that? Yes. Yeah. Look. We haven't got liveries for the others, so I do want to talk about Alpine a little bit. 
The reason I want to talk about Alpine is there are photos all over online of their new car at a shakedown test event. It looks more Red Bull. It looks like they have streamlined a lot. Because remember that Alpine was kind of big and chunky and it had bits here and there and it just... It didn't work. It didn't work. They look like they have slimmed that bad boy down. It's like a prop going to a half roll. They've slimmed him down. They've cut off all the fat. Or a prop going to fight in the USA. Also that. <laughs> looks good. They seem to have like a little geometric pattern on the rear end of it. I think it looks nice. It is still ugly colors. It is still light blue, pink, and black. You know what the really annoying thing was? To incorporate the pink, they just needed to use the livery from the first year, change the red to a fucking pink. Yes, agreed. That was all they needed to do, and it would have been fine. They have an interesting lineup this year. Uh, Useless and Pierre Gasly. Pretty much. Pierre Gasly. Fresh start. Fresh team. Fresh team. Look, BWT, Alpine F1 team. Space out of Endstone. Yes. In the UK. Otmar Snafnow is the team principal. Now, we spoke a couple of times last year about their 100 race plan. To what are they? Are they 20, they'll be 22, 23 into it now? Yeah. So, by the end of this year, they'll be halfway through. I think they're going to do okay. Like, yes, we both can't stand Esteban Ocon. Hopefully, he loses his contract after this year. Hopefully. But the performance he did last year has essentially guaranteed him a long position in that team. Does it, though? Unfortunately, yeah, he got the points where it mattered. And that's what matters in the sport. I said it before. I'll say it again. He was only got the points because he didn't drive the car fast enough. Yeah. What In what world does someone who doesn't drive the car fast enough keep getting contracts? Aston Martin. I, re- I retract my <laughs> point. <laughs> so what I'm saying is... No, he's a made man. He's always going to have that seat until he decides he doesn't want it. Yeah. It's not like he's going to get it moved up to Mercedes. Never. There's not even an option. He's they hopeless. Can't, they can't drop him anywhere. Well, I mean, they could. It'd be really awkward around the dinner table, but it'd be hilarious if he just was like, nah, you're gone. If you think that Dad Stroll eats with his family, you have no idea what pieces of shit billionaires are. No, but I think <laughs> like he would do it specifically to fire his son. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. He's sent him a Christmas card. <laughs> he's just not on it. <laughs> just him and his mum. I like Pierre. Who doesn't? And I don't like Ocon. This is another McLaren situation for us. No, it's not. We but both we like agree. Pierre. We want him to do well. We hate Esteban. We want him to fail. Right. But the car's going to be the same, so it's going to be difficult to watch. No, it's not. It's going to be easy because Ocon won't drive it fast enough. It will fall to the back of the grid, and by round 12, they'll be considering changing him. I hope you're right. I genuinely hope you're right. I've had enough of him. However, it's a French team based in England with two French drivers. Well, no. Part of it's based in Endstone and the other part's based in France. I think it's the engine part that's based in France. And yeah, and then the car part is based in Endstone. Yes. Chassis and all that sort of things. We have had lots of evidence over the last couple of months of what happens if a bunch of French people get together and disagree on something. Well, yeah, no, the Grand Tour sort of alluded to that in their French <laughs> special. <laughs> they are they destroy things. So this will either work, they'll get along, they'll agree, and everything will be fine, or there'll be a French Civil War halfway through the season. 
I will, I will point this out. Uh, a few weeks ago, the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons took an NBA game to Paris. Sitting in the front row, next to each other, looking like they were super friendly, was Pierre and Esteban. And I really hoped Pierre just like elbow. Yeah. Or push him onto the field to <laughs> run over by drum god or someone. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah, get Max and Max will push him. Easily. So, I think it's going to be a good year for Alpine as a whole. Yes, they've lost Fernando Alonso, but Fernando Alonso was so quick, the car didn't work. Yeah. Pierre's not as quick as Fernando. I'm thinking more points. These guys are the team to beat who are the best of the rest. That's it. They, they inherited that from last year. They're carrying that through to this year. The midfield is theirs to lose. There's only one team we have to talk about now. Mercedes. The evil empire. Toto Wolff's Senate. Yes. He is the Senate. So we don't know what the car will look like, but we can speculate that it'll be a silver car with some light green accents potentially. Yep. Maybe a little bit of black. Yep. There'll be a yellow T-bar and a blue T-bar probably. Yep. Um, One... Driver is seven foot tall, looks like Woody from Toy Story. The other is the one of the greatest of all times. There'll be no side pods. There'll be no side pods. That's that is evident. There'll be no porpoising. They're gonna go with this really bold strategy of no front or back wing either. <laughs> is it? It's literally going to be a stinger missile. <laughs> um, no, look, Mercedes. I think this year we're going to see Mercedes competing for wins out the gate. They figured that car out by the end of last year. They put together some wins. Yeah. The only thing that's going to get in their way will be inter-driver rivalry and how Toto manages that. Do you think George beats Lewis again this year? No. I no, I don't. Does. Okay. I think he does. I don't because I think this car is going to come out competitively. It's I- designed for Lewis still. There's... They're not going to let him leave without winning another world championship. That's this year. That's I, what they're aiming for. I don't I don't think he does. I don't think he wins. Oh, okay. I the Lewis of twenty twenty one. That Lewis could win. Right. The Lewis last year, I know the car was a bit shit. Yes. But when the car got good, Lewis didn't look like Lewis. Okay. Let's say round one happened. This is massively hypothetical. And Lewis, once again, doesn't look like Lewis, but the Milky Bar kid wins. You're saying that's going to be be enough to like throw well, Lewis think, out of the game? Well, I think this year, if Lewis starts poor or isn't as good as the Milky Bar I'm not calling him his real name this year. Jorge Roussel. Milky Bar kid. <laughs> Milky Bar kid comes out and starts dominating. It it it'd be stupid for when Lewis finally clicks with it to throw everything behind Lewis, wouldn't it? If you're Toto, I mean, you do make a valid point. This kid has been designed, to genetically be, formed, to look like Woody, and also take over that Mercedes lead driver role. So you're saying that this year? I'm not saying this is Lewis's last year. No, not the last year, but you're saying the year of handing the torch is probably this year. I feel like if Milky Bar comes out a bit better or Milky Bar comes out and is dominating, you'd be stupid 
if Lewis then starts to take get get a rain on it by like round seven or eight, but Milky Bars 30, 40 points in front. You should just stay with him. You make a very valid point. Yes, if that hypothetical situation did exist, you're right. It would be an act of a fool to try and manipulate a a world championship, regardless of who has it at that point. Yes. Where I'm coming from and where my thought process is for Mercedes this year is that, yes, the Lewis last year we saw was physically hurt and mentally hurt. He never really put it all together. We saw really, really good patches. We saw some of him at the lowest of lows. Yeah. I think the break he's taken, he took a good chunk of time off social media. He went over to Africa. Yep. All those things that he did makes me feel like they are going to put everything in that man's hands team first from the start that he's going to come out and go for gold to win the championship this year. I'm not saying that right now Mercedes isn't thinking that. Right. I'm saying it's not them. It's them being forced into a position because the Milky Bar kid would do that. You are correct with where you're coming from. I think it's not a, it's not a fact that Mercedes just gravitates towards him. I, I, I think it's Milky Bar gives them no doubt. Oh, if and that's the thing too. You are correct with the fact that George Russell is never going to do play what Valtteri did. No, he's never going to play the team game. He's no. always going to go for the win. He's all look at look at Silverstone last year. Correct. Was it Silverstone? Was it Silverstone? No, Silverstone's where he took out Joe. No, it wasn't Silverstone. What was it? Hungary. He won Hungary, didn't he? No, he didn't. He won Brazil only. No, where was it? It was Netherlands. Maybe I can't remember anything. So right? it, it's it's the part where there was a safety card towards the end of the race, and they had to go through to pit lane. And George was like, oh, "I want the softs. You see that car in front of me? That's red. I want the color tires out of that. I'm going to pit this, like whether you tell me to or not. You better have those tires there. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. When Lewis was out in front, and if George had stayed behind him on the mediums, George would have been the one holding up everyone. And he passed him. He he just he got the softs was behind him. Everyone passed Lewis, and then George just like." Zip right past him, you know what I mean? Yeah. That that's the that's what I'm talking about. George has a tendency to do shit like that. So the story of Mercedes this year is going to be whichever one gets the upper hand first, because we know George isn't going to be passive at any single corner. He's not going to be passive even when if Lewis comes out the gates blinding, he's going to want to take on Lewis. And, and to, to the I want to see that this year for Mercedes. I want to see both their drivers fight. Exactly. I think it's going to be fantastic. Whether the fighting gets in the way of them beating other teams is yet to be seen because I believe that both of them will throw. I think we're going to see another 2016. I think both of them are so busy going to be fighting each other that they're not going to care for a first or second. Either of them are going to be like, it's first or nothing. I will take him out. I hope we get that because, one, that's awesome. That bought so much out of Lewis that year. We saw what he did after that year. He changed. Yes, I think you're right. Do I think that George is going to come out and get the upper hand? No, I think Lewis is going to have it from the start. Okay. That's my take. However, Mercedes AMG Patronus Formula One team is based out of Brackley. Toto Wolf, the evil emperor, is still there. Technical chief, Mike Elliott, it's the W14. That's it for our cars this year. That's what we got. We'll talk a little bit about what they look like next week when we see these two. But next week, we are definitely doing 20 to 1. What we think everyone will finish this year. Yes. I think that's a that'll be a good episode. And it's a good lead-in because the week after, 
Yeah, the week after is testing and we do the preview for Bahrain, I believe. We do. We're right at the beginning of the season again, mate. We are just around the corner from when we get to having cars on well, track we're again. 18 days away from lights out as a time of recording. Yep. Last year was a brilliant year of F1. It reinvigorated the sport. It was fantastic. This year is going to be even better racing because they all know what works and what doesn't. There's not going to be a single team except for McLaren who's not going to go, oh, no, we are in for a shot this year. I think it's going to be even better than 21 and 22. Okay. So, mate, honestly, I think that's it for our kind of season primer. Like, we've got more content coming out over the next few weeks. We've already spoken about that. So, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We're the Formula Bums. We have another show called Bums on the Bench. It's about every other sport that's not this one. Yeah, And literally. if you're an Aussie, you'll really like it because it's a lot about the National Rugby League. You can find us on social media at Formula Bums. Except, except on, on Twitter. Twitter. Which is at Bums Formula. That's my fault. Andy's really, really respectful. He never lets me forget that mistake. Oh, never. It's funny as fuck. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, our website's up. Andy's been producing a lot of content. I My first article is coming out. Well, it will already be out by the time you hear this. We're going to be doing a lot more work on our website. We'll be a bit more active on social media this year. Yep. We've got a lot of things planned. If you've come back from the season break and you've picked us up again, thank you so much. If you're new here, welcome to the team. This is what we love doing. So please reach out to us. Please talk to us. Leave us ratings and reviews. Call us idiots. Tell your friends about us. If you've got like that weird uncle who only wants to talk about motorsports, send him our way. We'll talk to him. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Hello, everyone. This is a note from the editor. Jack and I were both going to do this today, but Jack has unfortunately come down with a migraine. So I thought I'd just quickly touch on what happened about two hours after we finished recording last night. We, in the show, were pretty confident that the Silver Arrows would stick to the silver design, no side pods, that sort of jazz. And boy, howdy, were we wrong. Last night, the W14 covers came off. We were shocked to see that the all-black design is back. Now, Mercedes have come out and said that this all-black paint scheme will allow them to save weight on paint because a few grams does mean seconds in this sport, apparently, these days. They've also... It's not the zero side pod design. It, it's like a slight change to the zero side pod design. It looks like a 0.5 in a way is how I've seen it described. Still still different to the Red Bull design that every other team except Ferrari and Haas have gone with, but still. It, it was such a significant change. Jack and I both agreed that we needed to put something in at the end of the episode. So if you've made it this far, congratulations. You've heard us correct our stupid mistake. We're looking forward to seeing the black Mercedes back. The black Mercedes has always been the better Mercedes. Um, other than that, the other m- mistake we had was we predicted it would be yellow and blue T-bars. Not this year. Georgie's gone with the lime green. And by Georgie, I mean the, the Milky Bar kit because I did say I wasn't going to call him his real name. So that's it. We've got a black Mercedes back with some stars on the side, very hu- subtly. There's a bit of subtle blue Patronus paint, but other than that, all black car. It looks sleek. It looks sexy. It's as much as Jack's going to hate me saying this. I think this is the best looking car this year. I don't think Alpine can beat it. No other team's beating it. This is probably the best looking car this year. Anyway, thanks for that. I thought I'd give you the quick update. Bye.
looking unbeatable in the first couple of races of the year. I think I called Charles would win the World Championship. And Fuck. And he's just spilled his water all over the floor. Renault. Oh, wait. <laughs> Fuck. It's just water. Like, it's the best thing to spill. So, I have managed to magically close my tab. Control shift T. Hold on. Another idea. Control shift T literally opens. The, but I don't. I don't know when I closed it. Ah, dumbass. So here we go.